You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Oh, that's my guy. That's my guy. That's, that's my guy for real. For real. Other than basketball, was, he was at my house last night too. Oh, really? Watching basketball games and stuff. We watched the Chicago Bulls and OKC games. That's my guy. For real. Jay, Jay said he thought uh, he told you that uh, the Wizards were disrespecting you on offense. Did you feel that way too? And that's why you, you were taking those shots? No, no. You know, Jay. Jay has a different way of motivating somebody, and uh, you know, I, I, I love to do like a brother, but. Um, yeah, they was. You know, they they they, I, they, they really fall back on, on, on the jump shot. I think because the way I shot the ball in preseason was, um, was horrible. But um, you know, now that my shot's coming, you know, I'm just I'm just shooting open shots. Do you practice the bare outlet, or is that just um, that's just kind of natural instinct. You know, me being this big and weighing about as big as a grizzly bear, um, it was just natural. Celtics finally get that win, 118-98 over the Washington Wizards as the classic Sully and Olenek pairing finally comes alive. This is the Garden Report on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. Welcome to the show. I'm Jared Weiss. I'm here with Kevin O'Connor from Celtics Blog and Sam Packer from WEI. Fresh off that haircut, no longer having the mutton chops from the Abe Lincoln costume. We're looking pretty sharp. Today, Feeling man. good. Feeling less like a serial killer. So Looking good. Feeling right. good. There you go. Uh, so uh, uh, that kind of caught me off guard. There, you're going to drop that on the air. So let's go ahead with this one. So the Celtics they win by 20. Um, they led by 20 pretty much the entire game and didn't give up that lead, which I thought was kind of a nice uh, change of pace for them to not blow their lead. Uh, so let's talk about that. But we got to talk about Jared Sollinger when looking at this game because he finally had a great game. And it's been a while since he's had a great game. He's had some good games so far, but he really was just pretty much perfect tonight. Yeah, Sullinger looked like the guy that people thought he was going to be coming out of high school when he was a top RSCI recruit. He's one of 35. Went straight back to high school on this yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, hey, he was a top recruited high school player. was supposed to be a top five pick, and that's kind of what we saw tonight. He had 21 points in 21 minutes. Very impressive in the first quarter. But really what I thought stuck out with Sollinger was he was playing at a high intensity level from start to finish in the game for 21 minutes. Granted, it's not like a 35 minute performance for him. He was diving on the floor. He was rebounding. He was boxing out consistently and he was scoring from all levels of the floor. And really the play that exemplified that the most was when he dove on the floor, grabbed a loose ball and off of his butt outletted it to Isaiah Thomas who was sprinting down the floor for a layup. The grizzly bear outlet as he called it. That's what he called it. And I was impressed with just his ability to knock down the open shot. I think Crowder mentioned it after the game that 
with the he was on the center and the Wizards were just trying to force him to take kind of that long two and he knocked it down and started the game five for five at 11 points in the first quarter and he just did a great job of knocking down the open shot and really space um, he was a threat after that and the kind of the, the whole spacing of the game improved after that first quarter. And the Celtics were the worst team in the league. I think you were the one that decided it, hitting open three-pointers coming to this game. And then tonight they go 12 from 30 and from the three-point line. Kelly Olynyk, huge reason for awesome. that. Yeah, Kelly Olynyk came out and had a sensational night with 19 points in 26 minutes. But one of the plays came at the end of the end of the second quarter when he did his little pump fake that annoys some fans but gets me kind of excited because you don't see many seven-footers that can pump and go, put the ball on the floor, and pass off the dribble. However, tonight, he did something a little bit different. He pumped, side dribble, mm -hmm. and took the three and nailed it. And it's nice to see Kelly playing with that high level of confidence. Stevens talked about it after the game where he was making plays that were aggressive, but he wasn't, playing, he wasn't hesitating. And I think that really comes out with the stats. Tonight, the Celtics, with Olenek on the floor in those 26 minutes, had a plus 52 net rating, a 110 offensive rating, and a 58 defensive rating. And that's all you've really got to know about Olenek tonight. They were effective with him on the floor. I mean, he learned his moves from Avery Bradley with a little side dribble there. Oh, definitely. Cause Steph Curry sold it from him, actually. Avery's been integrating that into his mm -hmm. game this year. But really, it's Sam who has the theory of why Olenek Well, he, he even hit him with a Dirk fade, and mm -hmm. I think the real reason is he – he went away from the man bun. He let it flow tonight, and it, it went in. It's simple as that. Just got to be natural out there, Kelly. Don't try to be a fashionista like R.J. Hunter. <laughs> Kelly's better when he's putting the hair back every time up the floor like Absolutely. That. I mean, it's what made Steve Nash great was that little move. Yeah, it's it's like, the quick little move. It's a Canadian. Yeah, he needs, he needs to kind of like the, uh, those, the, like the giant scrunchy band thing that kind of holds the long hair back all the off in the doll. You know, the thing is, I think with Kelly, it's like he loosens up literally when he lets the hair down. These are all. This is all fact-based analysis here. It, it, it'd be rating. interesting if a couple of years ago someone did a study on LeBron that if he wears the headband when he doesn't yeah. wear the headband. I think maybe we need to go back and look at Olenek. What's the stats with the hair down or in the man bun? Because Sam could be right. I mean, it sounds funny, but hey, you never know. And we haven't tried pigtails yet. That could double his three-point shooting if he two If he wears pigtails, I quit <laughs> Celtics. We'll, shut, we'll <laughs> shut the show down if that happens. Okay, well, we're going to come back for part two. We'll actually do some more legitimate analysis, I think. Uh, before we go, we want to talk to you about Celtics Beat, which is the podcast on CLNS Radio. Lang Whitaker from NBA.com joined them this week. Uh, but we're going to play you a commercial now from Harry Rubenstein, on a new program that they're going to be debuting. So check it out, and then we'll see you for part two where we're going to do our grand sample of the game, and we're going to talk about Isaiah Thomas as the starting point guard. This is the Garden Report on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. Hello, everyone. My name is Harris Rubenstein, and if there's one thing that I've learned while I've been at school is that the Internet has completely changed the sports media industry. You know, any schmuck with a camera and a script can make their own podcast, but what they don't have is that dedication and passion that you fans deserve. One person that I know with that dedication is Larry H. Russell, or as you Celtics Beat podcasters know him as, LHR. We're proud to announce that him and I are starting a brand new show. So when you combine a sports-crazed college broadcaster and a Celtics aficionado, well, things just might get a little unfiltered. You guys are one of the top teams in the league in forcing what is that? How, does, how is that? What are you doing? We have some thirsty ass guards, ball guards. You know, all these uh, Avery Smart, you know, Jay. They, uh, that's what they sell at is uh, defense. And obviously, uh, we can uh, get stops and bundles. You know what I'm saying? And uh, 
obviously. When you rotate and do a job defensively, you know, it makes it better for you to uh, get steals or more easier for you to get steals if you're in the right place, right time. Welcome back to part two. Let's go straight to the grandstand play of the game. Grandstand sports highlights from fans in the stands on the new sports app Grandstand. You can share your own Celtics highlights and watch other fans' videos straight from the crowd. Download the Grandstand app in the App Store or go to grandstand.me. Keep filming them play so that we can get some good ones here. We didn't have to solely play, which would have been the easy one tonight. So we're going to use this shot here. Slow-mo of Avery Bradley hitting a nice three-point shot. And that takes us right into what we want to talk about here in part two. Three-point shooting it finally freaking happened tonight. They were so bad shooting the long ball. It finally happened tonight. Solinger and Olenek were a big part of that. But Isaiah Thomas, starting point guard tonight, and he actually is hitting some of those threes. He won from one for three tonight. Avery Bradley went two for five tonight. Those guys are actually getting them in there. And Evan Turner shot the ball well. And Evan Turner is actually on fire right now. But it kind of leads the question, do the Celtics need to be a better shooting starting lineup? And is Isaiah Thomas the guy to make that happen as a starting point guard instead of Marcus Smart? Personally, I think Thomas should have been starting since game one. And it's not because necessarily he's the best player on the team because I don't think his role changes tonight. He played 25 minutes. It's not like he's going to be playing 36 minutes a night. It's just the fact that he helps the team get off to a faster start. And I think we're, we saw that especially tonight in the first quarter. They scored 40 points in the first quarter. And it's not all because of Isaiah Thomas. It's not like he went off. But I think he draws attention from the defense because he's such a good pick and roll player. And if you put him off ball, he can drain threes. So he adds a little bit of a new dimension that teams have to account for at the start of games. Now if you start Isaiah who's coming off the bench now? Is it going to be Marcus Smart or is it going to be Avery Bradley? Uh, I, I'd prefer Bradley off the bench, but at the same time, I, I don't know if Stevens will do that because, A, he's played on the Celtics longer than anybody. He may, it may come off wrong if he brings Bradley off the bench. And secondly, I don't know if it happened simply because I think he's used Bradley as a starter for three years now. But I'd prefer Smart starting, and the reason why is because if you have Thomas and Smart starting, you have Smart who can handle the ball, which can push Thomas off the ball. So you can use him off screens, you can use him coming off curls, you can use him in even more creative ways than you already do with just the pick and roll. Because granted, he's a dominant ball handler. He's one of the best in the, in the league in the pick and roll. Isaiah is. I, Isaiah, oh. Isaiah is. So if you, can, if you can put him off ball, that creates more problems for the defense than you already have. But it, it'll be interesting to see what happens once Smart is ready to come back. My only problem with that is if you have Avery Bradley coming off the bench and you play Marcus Smart and Isaiah Thomas together, that means Evan Turner is your primary ball handler on the second unit. And for all the good things Evan Turner did today and you know, Wednesday in uh, Indiana, that's not the best position for him. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily want him being the second ball handler. I don't even know if I really want Isaiah Thomas starting just because the defense that Bradley, Smart, and Crowder provide is phenomenal. I thought Thomas would be kind of a defensive liability tonight against John Wall, but he actually did a really good job. So I think it's kind of a crapshoot at this point, and I think Meister Stevens is going to be kept mixing and matching until he really finds what works best for the team. You know, the thing is, I think they can really just be matchup dependent. Mm -hmm. and, and actually, tonight would have been a night where you wouldn't have started Thomas. Yeah. So they, it worked out. I mean... It will, I don't know if it was luck, really, honestly. I mean, but Thomas did swarm him. Bradley did a good job of trapping when they need to, switching on to when they need to. But I really, I, I think, 
I don't want to say I believe because that makes me sound like a fan, but <laughs> I do have faith in the principle of being a, a just an absolute pestering defensive team allows you to keep up your pace in ways that just having a speedy point guard doesn't. Because if you're force, if you're basically keeping the opponent from getting the ball inside the three-point line, you're forcing long rebounds, you're kicking off at normal transition as opposed to turnover-based transition more frequently than I think you are if you just have a point guard that's a guy that likes to drive into the lane pretty much at will. And you know, and it's kind of a yin yin. It's really just kind of a balance of what type of defense, what type of pressure do you want to put on the team? I always prefer to put defensive pressure on a team rather than offensive pressure, because that's something that I think is more. You're more able to do it against better teams than you are against. Like if you're going against a good transition team, like if they're going against Cleveland or Oklahoma City or something like that, they're going to smother all that transition that happened tonight. But if you're able to kind of, if you're able to force the ball out of their hands then there's really nothing that they can do about it. Yeah, and that's what the Celtics did tonight. They had a season-high 18 steals on the night. They also had five blocks. There's total 24 turnovers mm. for Washington. But on the year, they actually lead the NBA in steals per 100 possessions with 11.2. And Stevens was asked after a game about that, is that kind of a philosophy change? Are they, are they trying to force more, to more turnovers? And his answer was, no, we're not necessarily trying to make the other team turn the ball over. We're just switching more. We're, we're trying to get our hands in passing lanes. And we saw that tonight. Celtics had their hands in every passing lane, whether it's Jake Frotter, whether it's Evan Turner, whether it's Kelly Olenek. He had four steals. Or even Isaiah Thomas, as you both alluded to, you know, he had a pretty solid night defensively, despite the fact that he's overmatched against John Wall. And, and the interesting thing is Turner was asked about this after the game, and his response was pretty hilarious. He said that we have some thirsty-ass guards Basically, he was saying that every guard on this roster, including Smart, who was obviously out tonight, yeah. they get after it on defense. And like like you said, Jared, it, it depends on which way you want to go, how you want to apply pressure. But it's nice when they have that mix with Thomas, as long as he can hold his own on defense. I'm gonna have to agree. Yeah. I mean, I got I got nothing on that one. <laughs> well said. Kevin said it all. Well said. So before we go, we want to remind everyone that we want to hear from you because you hear from us. We want to hear from you. So comment on these videos. Hit us up on Twitter. I mean, my Twitter is at CLNS underscore Jared Weiss. At Kevin O'Connor NBA. At Weei Celtics. There we go. So you don't even have your own name in your Twitter handle. No. What I happened to Spac Shakur? I tried to um, abuse the system and try and get more Wei followers, <laughs> and no one told me I couldn't, so I did it. There we go. Yeah. Whatever you gotta do, do it right? Up. But yeah. Do so actually interact with the show. We want to start. Actually, I think we're gonna go back to doing some Twitter bags so we can get some more questions on the show. Get things more interactive. Use Grandstand. Provide highlights that you want to see on the show. So if you're at the Celtics games film some of those great plays and we, we can highlights. use them. So we want to use those highlights. Uh, so that's going to do it for us tonight. We will see you Wednesday when the Celtics host the Pacers looking to uh, get some revenge after that really w. tough loss. So that'll do it for Sam, Kevin, Jared Weiss. We'll see you then. Peace out. Uh, yeah, open my eyes. What the fuck do I see? I see the world next time. And I don't need no clock for this way. That's the wrong song, shit. World got confusing for a bit, and still I don't get it. What's up with the mirror? The mirror's playing. What about Marcus? Not playing. Yeah, we saw Marcus come in wearing a boot. I mean, how serious is that? Is that injury? I mean, it's day to day. Um, the, the bottom line is, is 
the ultimate factor in deciding if he can play or not is can he push off of it. And he couldn't push off of it at all on Wednesday. He's pushing off of it much better now. But there's no reason to put extra stress on it by walking without a boot. So the boot is, you know, um, conservative measure to make sure he doesn't put any extra weight on it as it's healing. Did you knew coming in? Did you knew coming in here tonight that he wasn't going to play, or is that something you guys just decided? Nah, I'm not. It's not my decision. Well, that's him and the training staff. Um, and I just play who they tell me to play. Uh, so one o'clock, I found out. So I've, I've known for a couple hours. Anybody else out tonight? Uh, no. Yes. How tough is it to not have Marcus tonight when you guys are playing, you know, Wall and Beal? Yeah, it's not ideal, um, but at the same time, you know, that's why you have extra guys. And, um, those guys, it's not ideal for anybody to play against those guys. Those guys are really good players. Um, you want as many of your bodies on hand as possible, and obviously Marcus with his defensive ability. Um, you know, in the way he's impacted games is, is, is a guy that we hope to have, but he's not there. So, you know, you, you play with who's there and, and, and you try to play as well as you can. And it's a great opportunity for our other guards. And, um, you know, again, the young guys um, that may get a crack at him too. So um, it's a great learning experience for those guys. What have you thought of Jim Carr so far? Is that a steals and also yeah, I think he's been solid. I mean, I think he's, for the most part, doing everything that um, we'd ask him to do. Uh, I think the biggest thing for all of us on the defensive end of the floor is tightening, you know, tightening our stuff down and making sure that we're exactly where we need to be all the time. And that's not a Jay thing. That's an all of us thing. And then offensively, you know, I think that there's obviously um, some benefit to playing him at the four because of the way that he can play with that extra space. But I think he's done a pretty good job at the three um, of taking advantage of his opportunities. He's been a, um, he can space the floor, he can shoot it well enough, he can drive close out. And so, um, you know, I think he's doing a pretty good job of that. Brad, when you look at the Wizards offensively, how distinctly different are they from last year? Is it a drastic change in your view? Um, I, I don't. I don't think anything. You know, you have to ask Coach Whitman if he thinks it's drastic, right? Um, I think at the end of the day, you know, when they played against us last year, is my basis point for it, right? So they went with Rasul Butler at the four, Paul Pierce at the four a lot. We were winning here, they went to that lineup, and they almost came back and beat us. Next night, we actually came back, and then they were small a lot late. Um, the last game that we played was never a game, so we never really tested them to see if they would go small or not. They got into the playoffs and they went small a lot with Pierce. So I don't know how drastic of a change it is to year to year. Um, but the one thing that's obvious is they always have a shooting four on the floor. And, you know, credit to Humphreys for getting his range to where it is. And, you know, obviously with Gooden and Dudley, that's two more guys that shoot it. Um, so that's a decision that they've made. And I think it's, it's, it's good for their team. And, um, you know, they're playing really well, and, and, and you know, the ball's going to attract so much attention with the ball. The more spacing you have, the better. How much better has Wall, how much better has Wall gotten as a playmaker in your eyes? So, so I, it's not fair for me to judge where he started because I wasn't watching that close, to be honest. Um, but from just the last two years, really good. You know, there, there were there were ways and theories that, that um, people had on defending him, and he's disproved some of those. Um, he is uh, a guy that can shoot the ball well enough, um, certainly can go on streaks where he really makes shots, but you have to honor it. 
He can shoot the pull up well. He's phenomenal going left off the pick and roll because he's incredibly explosive. He's incredibly explosive going either way, but then his passing going right is ridiculous. So, I mean, you pick your poison with that guy. Dude, how far, has, how far has Avery come since you got here in terms of being able to score off the dribble? Um, you know, I think that he's worked hard at it. And, you know, again, I don't think it's fair for me to assess when he was 19 and, you know, when he first came into the NBA. but. Um, you know, we feel like he's improving. I think he just he picks his spots well. Um, and the last couple of games, I think he's been really good offensively. You know, hopefully that continues because we, we, need, we need those guys to score um, for us. And, hey, right now I think the, the one thing that you've got to be able to do to win in this league is you've got to be able to score. And, you know, we're not doing it well enough um, to get over the hump right now. Do you plan to play fewer players too? I'll play how the game's going. So um, my goal was not to play those many guys in the first half the other day, but we had 18 points with about 10 minutes to go in the half, and you're just searching for anything. But, you know, hey, we've got um, – I think that we still have a lot of depth. And we still have a lot of people that can play. You know, I said yesterday, like, it's, it's one of those things where it's either going to separate itself or we just ultimately have to do that. And there will be more of that as, as we move forward. Give us an update on Jay. And I haven't gotten the update. I, I heard that he bumped his knee. Um, and Doc, I'm going to talk to Doc when I get back into the training room. Could you just talk about um, the game that your team had tonight shooting the ball? Yeah, I mean, we, I'd say we were due. Um, and it was nice to see the ball go in the net. I mean, and, um, you know, multiple guys played, played well and shot well. Um, and a couple of those guys we need to score for us to be a good team. Coach, uh, in, in the first quarter, best first quarter you guys have, have had this season, Jared Sullinger in particular, talk a little about what he was able to bring to the game early on for you guys. Well, he's really shooting the ball well. Um, you know, he's always been a, a, um, a good face-up shooter. He's shooting it probably even better right now, um, at least in the last couple of weeks. Um, but he scored in the post. He rebounded. You know, the one thing that you know going in is he's probably our best defensive rebounder. And so, um, you know, I thought that he was pretty good. And the other thing that he did a good job of was he noticed when we were behind um, uh, defensively. And so he'd, he'd jump out on Beal, jump out on Wall, and make it a little bit more difficult. He was very aware. Brad, was that more to the pace that you're looking for? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, we haven't played with incredible pace. We haven't played slow by any means versus the league standards. Um, I think we're ranked pretty highly in, in rate, um, but, but just not moving the ball and getting it side to side enough. And, um, you know, we made a decision to play pretty skilled. Um, we'll just keep doing that probably. And even defensively. Pushing the pace in the passing lanes. Yeah, we've been pretty good at that all the yeah. whole time so far. Um, you know, we haven't been perfect, but that's kind of what we've hung our hat on. And we've talked about it even last year that that had to be a strength of our team, or else our team wasn't going to be very good. And you know, I don't think we're. Um, I mean, we've played we've played some really good teams already, and um, so we've learned a lot about ourselves in the last five days, and some good, but some bad, and we'll figure it out. Brad, um, they got a couple of quick baskets on you, Beal and Wall. You call timeout, and then you guys went on that run. What 
exactly happened in that time. No, the only thing that I said was just we can't give up uncontested layups. I mean, you just can't give up uncontested layups. And two of them were in transition, and transition kills you with these guys. And um, they're really pushing the tempo. Their pace is great. And um, the the worst thing that we can see as a team is Beal getting a layup early because then he sees the ball go through the net. And when the ball goes through the net and you're that kind of player, then that makes you feel better about yourself, and that's not good. So we need to make things a lot more difficult than that to start the game. We were lucky to respond the way we did in that first quarter. Brad, it seemed like Kelly played with the confidence that he showed in the preseason. And just little hesitation. He was making plays. Um, what, what did you see out of him? I just thought he was aggressive right out of the gate. Um, even on the first one or two possessions where he drove the ball and kicked it across the floor, I thought it was a, a move with authority instead of a move with hesitancy. And I think that the more that he can do that, the better he is. He's a very talented player. We've talked about that. And we need him to shoot it well for us to be a good team. Um, we don't need him to be um, you know, the greatest shooter ever, but we need him to be a threat. And, and so it was good for all of us to see that. And um, you know, he had a great impact on tonight's game, I thought. When, when the you know, time is, I mean, playing time is undetermined and guys are kind of being shuttled in and out, how tough is it for a, a guy to just be himself? Like, like yeah, I mean, I've tried to. I haven't been able to get to everybody every night because sometimes it changes. But I try to tell them when they're probably going to go in, um, so that we can then, you know, figure out, um, you know, how we need to, or at least have a, you know, a, an idea when you're going to go in on a night. Uh, doesn't mean you're always going to get to play a lot if you don't play well, but at least to know. Um, but again, I don't get the chance to do that with everybody every night. But I was. I thought he just kept kept his head high. He works hard. Um, he moved on to the next play, regardless of circumstance. All that stuff that's important. Yeah, Brad. Uh, it seemed, you know, in the, in the beginning of the year, that didn't seem like Jared was going to be one of the first guys off the bench. And I, th I think maybe you even said after the first game that you didn't expect him to be one of the first guys off the bench. But he's been very consistent to start this year. What has he done to impress you so far? Well, I thought he was very consistent all the way through camp defensively. Um, and awareness-wise, I just thought he was struggling offensively the first three weeks of, of training camp slash exhibition season. So, um, you know, we, we talked about it. There's a lot of guys that can play that are um, at those positions. And so I was still trying things. Now, um, certainly, you know, he, he came in sometimes later than others, but he always played pretty good stints, and he always was pretty impactful. Um, so... I'm happy for him, but he's got to keep playing this way, and I think that he will. Coach, you uh, talked about Jared Solinger's production in the first half, but what did you see from the team as a whole in that group? Well, they were just moving the ball. They were sharing the ball. We were finding uh, the right guy at the right time. We were shooting with confidence. Um, you know, these guys put a lot of time in and effort in to, be, to shoot 26% like we did the first four games from three is, you know, not a good feeling for anybody. And... Um, they're better shooters than that. And so it was bound to go down if they kept their confidence at the right level. And um, so it was good to see that. But again, I, I think we'll go back through the tape. And as I look at it, and I think when shots go down, you feel a little bit better about life. And there's probably some things we really need to work on. 
Coach, you've been you have a few new big men on your roster. You're trying to figure out the best combinations, and you went tonight a lot with Solinger and Olenek, who've played a lot together over the past few years. Going up against a really tough and powerful front line in Washington, how did it feel to have kind of a unit that you're more familiar with down there? Well, I think the biggest thing going into this game, I just felt like we needed to play skilled because I thought they would pressure us quite a bit. So if we weren't able to stretch the defense with one of our bigs make threes or at least be a threat at three. I thought we were going to be in trouble. Um, so that was helpful that those guys not only are threats, but made them. Um, it's nice to see that go in. I don't know that the familiarity is anything that, I mean, I think we'll, I'll get more used to the guys that are new, but they'll get more used to me. But I think that, you know, I'm okay with them playing with anybody just as long as we can, you know, today it was important to maintain spacing. Yeah, Coach, um, this year Evan Turner, and we've talked about him playing more off the ball than he maybe did last season. How important was it for him to have a night where his shot was going down at a fairly consistent basis? Yeah, two nights in a row. Two nights in a row. I mean, he played really well at Indiana, um, did a lot of good things. So it's, um, you know, Evan is, a, Evan is an extremely reliable person. Um, he comes to work. He maintains a good attitude. He's a teammate. He's, he's, he's got a lot of good qualities. And so it doesn't surprise me that he has a good night. But it's always nice to have that night to feel better about yourself if you've had a game or two that didn't go your way. Uh, Rozier saw a lot of minutes. Uh, his offense wasn't great, but it, I thought his defense looked good. Could you talk about that? Well, he probably saw more than, than I had planned, obviously, because he played the whole last 14 minutes or 13 minutes of the game. But um, he's a very capable shooter. Um, I think he's very capable of getting to the paint. Uh, I thought he, I thought he actually played a little bit tentative tonight versus what he usually does, like in practice when we, you know, the other four guys can't get down the court quick enough to get into our stuff because he's already down there, um, and he's trying to figure out that fine line of pace with running a team or organizing a team and staying in that in that gear. Um, probably a lot of John Wall tape would help that. You guys have forced a load of turnovers so far this year. Is there an increased focus on that at all? Not an increased focus. We've changed a few things defensively, um, not necessarily to turn people over, but to utilize our versatility as far as the quickness of our backcourt players more. Um, you know, some switches here and there, some different techniques, those types of things. Thanks. First game I played my Lord and Savior. They played tremendous. You know, they, uh, they came out with a lot of energy. Uh, they were focused. They made a lot of shots. And that, uh, our turnovers really hurt us. You know, they were really active defensively. In the past, the lanes got a lot of deflections, got a lot of steals, and I think that's what hurt us. You talk about their aggressiveness as well. This is the most aggressive we've seen from this year without Marcus Smart. What are they able to do defensively, particularly amongst the, the guards, to, to create those turnovers? Uh, they just made us uncomfortable. They got into us defensively. They made us uh, made us really work to get open. Made us work to catch the ball, and it was really really hard for us. They were really active, like defensively. Like I said, you know, they had active hands. They were moving their feet really well, um, and, and, and they were just really more physical than us. We just got punked. Randy said he thought you guys went through the motions. Would you agree with that assessment? Yes. Yeah. You know, we, just, we can't. There's no excuse for the way we played tonight. You know, we can't give in to being tired. We can't give in to um, foul calls or whatever excuse we may come up with. There is none. So, you know, we just have to do a better job of 
of being focused and, and, and uh, coming out with better energy and, and doing what we do. Uh, I mean, at every point, you never want to think that, you know. Um, you know what? But when when they constantly just keep scoring and scoring and getting steals and it's like okay this is like when is it gonna stop you know eventually so uh, but you know it's I'm the, I, I'm never at a point in the game where I think we're gonna lose you know I feel like we're gonna come back and win and if we're down twenty with a minute to go you know, but, uh, that's just the way I feel. I know you guys talking about the each, each game's different turnovers come in different ways but at what point does it become more than just hey this is a couple of games of turnovers and it becomes an actual problem that you guys are gonna really solve for this. That's a problem there. You know, I think we average a lot of turnovers, and we need to cut those down as much as possible. You know, we, we, that's something we've struggled with this whole year, you know, with this new offense. You know, we can't blame it on that. We have to still be smarter with the ball and, uh, and take care of it because we get whatever we want. It's just a matter of us just taking care of it, just getting a shot up each time. You're going to see another team tomorrow that's high in passing lanes and out on the perimeter. Yeah. What, what can you do better in Atlanta that you didn't do tonight? Uh, just be strong with the ball and just, and just be decisive. I think sometimes we get too caught up in just being being undecisive, and sometimes we want to try to do too much individually, and it hurts us. You know, we, we have to realize that we can't come back with one person, or or that one person just can't do everything out there on the floor. And you know, it's a team thing, and we have to we have to get back to moving the ball, and sharing the ball like we have been, and just be strong with it, and, and just be be confident in what we do. Both you and John Wall said you guys are the best backcourt in the game. What's the dynamic that you guys bring that leads you to believe that that's indeed the case? Um, Offensively and defensively, you know, we, we feel like we'll, we'll shut our opponent down. You know, we'll take the individual challenge against our matchup, and, and we feel like we, we can score whenever we want to. You know, we get whatever shot, we get whatever whatever we want. So, uh, I mean, we're confident in knowing that, and we play well together. And no matter who we play against, we're going to feel that way. How difficult is that dynamic, given the fact you play the minutes you play, you score the way you score? Yeah. It's not difficult. Brad Stevens was pissed at his team because they let you get an easy layup early in the game. He said that once you let a guy like Bradley Beal get going, that his momentum is unstoppable. Do you feel like teams are game planning for you more than ever now? I hope so. Do you feel it though? I hope so. So you're not feeling it? Uh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it's always going to be more advantageous to the unit, you know, and uh, hopefully we can keep you know, consistent, you know, at the same time, I think, you know, uh, we, uh, you know, we were due for a big night like this, and defensively, it was great for us to... You had a huge, huge lead, obviously, but there's been enough games where you've seen sometimes they don't always hold out for other teams to make runs. It seems like every time they try to make a run, whether it was Jared or Kelly or yourself, you know, somebody would make two or three plays in a row. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, I remember last year we were up that big first, and, uh, you know, we pulled the win out, but we were well aware of, uh, you know, the opportunity and the big plays. Obviously, we had to come, back, come down and make them some great plays and do what we need to do to keep the lead. For you, Evan, playing more off the ball this year than the league last season, how important is it to have nice like this, nice like at Indiana where shots are really getting to a nice rhythm shooting the ball? Uh, it's cool, you know, obviously. Um, I think, obviously, uh, you know, basketball, you know, it balances stuff out. So, had a couple games where I was missing stuff I always make and tonight I was making stuff. You know, sometimes I don't make, you know, but, you know, I work out every day, obviously, and I'm confident the shot's going to fall, and 
I've been, you know, happy the way I've been chewing it through preseason and through season. So I work itself out, and um, that's pretty much it. Is it a little, a little more difficult to, for the entire group to sort of find its rhythm, find its flow, just because you're looking at so many people? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, right now, you know, this is our fifth game. We really played together. Everybody's fully healthy throughout preseason. Everybody, people are health, uh, hurt. You guys have been playing, and we were missing matches. So right now, we're still trying to f find our flow and find our rhythm. I said you guys want a little more skills. What kind of advantage does that give you guys? Um, I mean, it's a basketball game, so the more people you can have, you know, out there, um, you know, that can shoot, dribble, and pass, you know what I'm saying, the easier it may be, you know, and the tougher you might be, you know, the harder it is to guard, you know, as opposed to, uh, you know, you might have people out there that might not be able to do certain different things, you know, so. It definitely helps us. No, everything I do is a fluke, man. You should know that, right? I could, I could do, you know, go a whole season out missing. Somebody says it's a fluke, you know. So I just do it for myself, you know. What sparked that run in your mind? I don't know. You know, I think one thing we need to buckle down. Obviously, get back in transition, and uh, that was pretty much it. And uh, I think defense really helped us out. And, I think our team is focused on obviously energy and, and um, you know buckling down. You guys are one of the top teams in the league in forcing turnovers. What is that? How does how is that? What are you doing? We have some thirsty ass guards, ball guards. You know those uh, Avery Smart, you know Jay. They uh, that's what they sell at is uh, defense. And obviously, uh, we can uh, get stops and bundles. You know what I'm saying? And uh, obviously. When you rotate and you job defensively, you know, it makes it better for you to uh, get skills or it's more easier for you to get skills if you're in the right place, right time. Thank you. Yeah, the pace was great for us, especially the first half. Uh, we came out with our guns blazing and uh, Guys were making shots for the first time this season, so that, that that's half the battle right there. But I think a big thing that had to do with how we play was, was like you said, our pace was was amazing. That's that's the pace we want to play. I think you guys were panicking at all, but how reassuring is this after your tough start to have a game like this, especially start? Oh, we needed it. I mean, we just honestly, I think we just needed to see shots fall, man. We've, we've gotten great shots all year long, and they just haven't failed for for everybody. So I think it was good for as a group for everybody to have a, have a lot of confidence and, and um, play well. So we're happy about that. Hey, Kyle, you? Boom, bro. You expect to play the next game? Yeah, I do. I probably expect to be sore in the morning, too. Uh, do treatment in the morning, treatment on uh, Sunday. Tomorrow. Were you concerned at first that it was more serious? No, than that? I just knew. I don't know. I didn't know. I, I, I didn't know what it was like. I just knew it didn't feel good. So uh, I'll be fine. In the same day? Yeah. Same. yeah. That's, that's the only thing that bothered me too. The same day as last time. So I'll be fine. Just got to see what you think about Bad start, first few games, and really want to come out and just uh, get into him offensively. We know they have a lot of good sets. Uh, just want to take away and make him feel uncomfortable early. Uh, try to get out and run. I feel like we've been playing in the half court a little bit too much. And um, with the guys we got, we can get out and run too. Yeah, as you can see, and tonight was up and down. They wanted to go up and down, and we, went up, we, we, we got stops and went up and down as well. So I just feel like we're talking a lot of sets uh, early in the game. They sold us up. And, 
It's not not to our not to our event. Just calm it down a little bit. Uh, he just said, you know, we gotta stick to the basics. We just we're trying to um, press a little bit too much right now. Just stick to the basics. And come out and play our way. Ten, re ten rebounds tonight. We just talk about what we do to get a rebound. We just got our ass kicked by Indiana. Rebound last. Just wanted to come in, help the big guy a little bit. Okay, just how good, did, just how good did this feel after three losses in a row? You, you start to wonder how, how how hard it is to get a win in this league. You know, it don't come around too often if you don't do it as a team. So uh, we just really locked in as a unit, and uh, it felt great to get a win. Of course, and try to get some momentum going. Important was it for Sully to really kind of set the tone and see if you guys in the first quarter? Yeah, they dared him to play. I mean, they dared him to make baskets. Right? I guess that's like disrespect. I told him they're disrespecting the way they were playing him on the defensive end. He just had to step in and make shots. Of course, I would let him shoot it. And, um, he was the guy. He was the guy. He was the X factor. He was the guy. We we, uh, we had to get going. Not only did he do well on the court, but he carried it. Helped you. Oh, that's my guy. That's my guy. That's, that's my guy for real. For real. Other than basketball, was, he was at my house last night too. Oh, really? Watching basketball games and stuff. We watched the Chicago Bulls and OKC games. So that's my guy. For real. Just trying to be active, you know. Trying to get into the ball and set the team and take a little bit off our bigs. And otherwise, it's going to be a challenge each and every night. We just have to step up to it. That's what we're trying to do. Jay, how about Kelly off the bench tonight? We needed him to do that. He's been struggling a little bit. And, uh, I, I, I want to grab a shoot around today with him making a shot. That's the way we ended shoot around today, is him making the corner three. So it uh, rolled over to the game very well. So uh, just trying to get his confidence where it needs to be. It's tough to be yourself. And guys, you know, playing time is kind of undetermined. Yeah, we're still trying to figure it out. I feel like it's, it's tough. It's tough, man. And I hope, hopefully, our coach is going to get it, get it going here fairly quickly. You know, it's tough. I'm not going to lie to you. The players are very tough to, to get a rhythm and know where you're going to play and stuff like that. So hopefully, those guys wind it down. Thank you. Thank you. Tremendous, tremendous. That, that just shows the um, the confidence we had coming in from you know practice on Thursday. Uh, we played really hard. You want to cut that off, my brother? But uh, <laughs> we played really hard and, and um, we really moved the ball well. You know, we executed our stuff tremendously. Jared, Coach Steven said that you were really aware out there. How did you feel? Aware. <laughs> exactly what he said. You know, when, you, when you're playing against somebody like John Wall, Bradley, Bill, um, you, you got to be really aware, especially in transition with John Wall. And then on top of that, with down screens with, with Bradley, Bill. And, um, I mean, that's a hell of a team that we beat the way we beat them. And, um, you know, hopefully this is kind of a, a run that, that moves us forward and, and we keep keep pulling away at, at what we can do best. It looked like a lot of the offense you guys um, had kind of started with people getting in passing lanes, especially you and Kelly there during those stretches, you know, just right there. Nah, that's, that's something new that you said to me, passing lanes. Huh? I mean, we just we just playing hard, man, honestly. And um, I just thought I, I got to give credit to, to our coaching staff for having us ready. You know, we, we didn't really do five and five, um, you know, going against one another. We really focused on our, our offensive execution because we knew our defense was there. It's just our offensive execution um, before games, late games. I mean, um, <laughs> in the first quarter, in the fourth quarter, you know, we really focused on um, moving the ball. And I thought we played a great 48 minutes.
You had a wrap on your back for a while there in the second half. What happened there? Uh, just a little, just a little, uh, little bruise in the back, but I, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. It's, it's nothing like the rookie year, so it didn't really hurt that bad. How the bruise happen? Um, I guess uh, I think um, Hump Hump went to go box out of Mir, and Mir and Mir was unaware, or unaware, and kind of came into my back. But um, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine. What'd you see on the um, the outlet to Isaiah when you kind of fell over through the home run talk? Um, honestly. As I was rolling over like a bear, um, I just kind of <laughs> seen this little guy open around the free throw line, and, and luckily that roll kind of carried the momentum of the ball and it went flying, and, and Isaiah laid it up. Jay, Jay said he thought uh, he told you that uh, the Wizards were disrespecting you on offense. Did you feel that way too, and that's why you, you were taking those shots? No, no, you know Jay. Jay has a different way of motivating somebody, and uh, you know I, I, I love to do like a brother, but. Um, yeah, they was. You know, they they they, I, they, they really fall back on, on, on the jump shot. I think because the way I shot the ball in preseason was, um, was horrible. But um, you know, now that my shot's coming, you know, I'm just I'm just shooting an open shot. Do you practice the bear outlet? Or is that just um, that's just kind of natural instinct. You know, me being this big and weighing about as big as a grizzly bear, um, it was just natural. Instinct. Jared, what came over you coming out of that first time out? Uh, you know, I, I, it was a, it was a shot that I should have taken at the top of the key, um, and I was looking for a mirror, and and you know everybody said shoot the ball. I was like, okay, next time I'm open, I'm shooting. So it just kind of it, it started falling from there. Jay, what do you think of Kelly coming off the bench tonight? Tremendous, tremendous. He gave us, he gave us a little bit of everything: rebounding, scoring, um, playmaking. He had four steals tonight, I believe. Um, he was very active, very active, high hands, active as hell, and, and um, you know, there's something he can build on. You know, Kelly is a, is a, is a guy that runs, and uh, once he gets like this, it's, it's kind of hard to stop him, and so hopefully it carries over to Tuesday's game. You guys took 97 shots tonight. Does that make execution easier or more difficult? I just, I just thought we had wide open shots. We had wide open shots. I mean, you know, you're going to miss wide open shots at times, but... Um, we had wide open shots. We had them scrambling, and, and it got us to the offensive boards. And yeah, I, I believe we got rebounded in the night. And uh, we just we played really well. We played really well. You well, told me playing defense. What's different about you on that end? Conditioning. Most definitely conditioning. Um, being able to um, do do both ends. You know, before you know, Coach Coach Stevens said you need to score the ball. And, you know, being the, the young guy that I was, I'm like, okay, you know, you want to score the ball. You know, maybe I can take a break on defense. But now, you know, I'm, I'm older and mature, more mature, and, and understanding that, you know, both ends of the, both ends really matter. And uh, moving forward for us to be a good player, make, make a run in the playoffs, we got to do it on both ends. You can't take a break. If you're tired, come out the game. It's, it's nothing personal. So um, just doing it on both ends and, and, trying, to, and trying to better myself. Thank you, Like any, this is a, a young team that's, uh, you know, obviously making the playoffs last year was a big boost for them, and a team that's, that's growing. Um, very athletic team, very versatile team. Uh, uh, pose a lot of different problems. So, you know, it's a game that we have to come out tonight and be very solid in. Uh, coming into their place and 
play the game that we we have to, to play. You know, we got to take care of the ball. Uh, can't let a team uh, like this get out and, and, and get easy baskets off our turnovers. So our defense really starts with our offense. Uh, taking care of the ball is going to be important. I know it's, I know it's one, but what did Paul Pierce leave with your defense? Well, I mean, just you know, his his leadership is. Quality as a person, you know, how he plays the game as a Hall of Famer. You know, those are the things that uh, uh, you know, we take away from his time. Brad's obviously off to a, to a great start. How has he approached this season, come into this season from your perspective? That's really awesome. You know, just continue to improve. That's what young guys need to do. You can't get satisfied with what you've accomplished. you got to continue to try to grow. And, um, you know, that's kind of what he's done. He's, he's added different things to his game, and there's been areas that you know we we wanted him to focus on uh, to become better at. And, and that's how that's how good players are. You know, they don't they don't get uh, satisfied with you know what they've accomplished. They want to try to accomplish more. Is anyone not available tonight beside Dallas? You'll see on the inactive list. Randy, did you say anything to Kelly about what earned him is fine? Um, yeah, that's between us. I remember reading that you had talked to Brad about some pace and space uh, concepts. What was that conversation? Some what? Some kind of pace and space. That's news for me. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. How has Chris Humphreys developed his range? Well, I mean, it's a different. It's a you know, it's something he's worked on. We worked with him all summer, and and space on the floor is you know big for us with how we're made up. And you know, Chris has done a good job of that. You know, he's always been a good 15, 18 foot uh, uh, shooter, um, and, and uh, you know, he's really put a lot of hard work into expanding that. And uh, there's still a work in progress, but one that uh, he's he gets more comfortable with it, uh, you know, each day.